Hi, and welcome to Dutch the Podcast. My name is Mike. Right there is Tom Byfoot. He is the uh, publisher of uh, Dutch publications that you're aware of, Decrant. Uh, also, Dutch the Magazine, and of course, uh, Mokum Publishing. Many different publications, all available under that same roof. Hi, Tom. How are you? Uh, hi, Mike. How are you? Yeah, you see, I couldn't, couldn't wait to jump in uh, there. Yeah, you mentioned it all. DutchTheMedia.com is where you get our, uh, our books and our magazine. Very good. And in fact, uh, it, it is also where you can reach out. And by the way, we started to get some feedback uh, in the way of emails uh, to the show. That was very exciting for us. It was very exciting. People uh, definitely picking up on the topics uh, of the show. And, uh, and that's after two. I mean, we're recording number four, but uh, number three uh, hasn't even gone out yet. Uh, it's uh, true. Stay posted for it because it will be there very soon. Well, before you hear this. That is true. Uh, so if you haven't heard it, go back and uh, give it a view or uh, have a listen to it. By the way, subscribe wherever it is you're catching the podcast today, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Google, maybe you're on Spotify, or maybe uh, just right here on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the notification button, and you'll be told when the next episode is up and ready to go. Uh, yeah, and if I can just add there, Mike, um, uh, so use that, get in touch with us, you know, suggest topics for this podcast, suggest guests for this podcast, uh, or ask questions about previous podcasts. Use DutchTheMedia.com's uh, uh, contact form, and that's the best way to get a hold of us. And there you go. You can see the graphic right there. We'll leave it up for a couple of minutes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, anything in the way of uh, upcoming stories that you'd like to talk about uh, for the publication? Anything cooking out there, Tom, that uh, is uh, in the works at the moment? Well, well, literally cooking, actually. Um, last week, uh, last episode, we talked to Anne Frost from Pella, Iowa. Uh, and the upcoming issue of Dutch the Magazine, we've got four Pella, Iowa recipes. Oh. Um, two cookie recipes, uh, one for a salad and one for a meat dish. Um, all from Dutch, uh, what was it called again? The Heart of Dutch uh, America? Heart Pella, of Dutch, yeah, the, uh, the uh, what, was it, what did they call it? The America America's Dutch, Dutch Treasure. Well, Tom, we really did pull that together just now, you and I. Well done. <laughs> but that's for, not what we're talking about today, right? No, in fact, today we have another guest. Uh, just a, a fascinating interview that you had done uh, just not too long ago with a, a very special artist. Uh, and... and you put a very cool perspective on this interview, so I'm excited to share that with people. Uh, before we get into that, uh, uh, a quick point that I wanted, I wanted to ask you about this several uh, weeks ago when we were talking about other things. Uh, I, I have a memory from uh, the Netherlands I, I wanted to share with you. Go ahead. I was in Amsterdam, over 1,200 bridges in Amsterdam. Did you know that, Tom? I knew there were lots, but I had never counted them. Over 1,200. I tried to get wow. my Dutch facts together before the show, if I can. And, and, and did you cross them all? I, I tried. I, I probably crossed over many of them just trying to find the place I had rented. Uh, but it's a great experience. It's a, it's a lovely wander around Amsterdam. And one evening, I saw something that I never in my life saw to this degree. And that was... What, what was that? I can imagine. It was... No, not that, Tom. It was Aurora Borealis in the sky. I mean, like a laser light show. Absolutely. That is, you know what? I, I lived in Amsterdam for many years, and I have never 
actually, to this point, even living in Canada, I've never seen uh, aurora borealis. Incredible blue hues. Uh, that must have been beautiful. Throughout the evening. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just wondered if it was something common because I thought, wow, this is really uh, sort of the icing on the cake for this trip into Amsterdam uh, to have that experience in the evening. And I know what you're thinking. But no, legitimately, it was it was aurora borealis. Not just because I was in. Oh, okay, okay. No, I, I not. I haven't had that experience, unfortunately. I'd love. I'd love to see that. Well, I hope you do at some point. Uh, but I, I just thought I'd share that with you. Uh, it was, uh, and, and just to make a segue, my thought was, what a beautiful uh, photograph. Or, and I do have photographs of it. I would be happy to share as well with you. Uh, Put them on. What what a beautiful painting of uh, of uh, Amsterdam this would be with this background behind it and sure enough uh that's what triggered my memory of this because today we're actually going to uh delve into the art realm yeah and before we do that i would like to um set the um set the scene a little bit because that's uh, i think important to uh, to understanding the exhibition on the book uh, art book we're talking about tonight so uh, today um so uh you mentioned that uh, I spoke to an artist called uh, Rosemary Sloat, um, Rosemary Sloot, uh, as her name would be pronounced uh, here, uh, in, um, at the event, actually, at an event uh, at the Dutch shop in Burlington uh, when they were celebrating their 65th anniversary. That's we were great. out there, and uh, Rosemary was there to sign her books, and I was there to sign my books as well. And so thank you very much to the Dutch shop uh, on New Street in Burlington for allowing us to do that. But it also gave us the opportunity to talk to uh, Rosemary, and you'll hear that uh, interview uh, in a few minutes. Um, so uh, Rosemary was born in Simcoe, Ontario, but she came here uh, in her mo mom mother's pregnant oh. belly, actually, across the ship. Wasn't even allowed at the time. You weren't supposed to take that cross-Atlantic uh, trip um, if you're pregnant. But uh, they, um, I don't know how they got around it, but she they came anyway. It. Um, and um, it, it's not a very well-known fact, but after the war, after the Second World War, the Netherlands was completely destroyed. It had suffered a lot from uh, German occupation. A lot of the infrastructure had been destroyed, partially because of um, battles and fighting and bombings, but also partially because the uh, German occupiers had really literally dragged off everything, all the trains, all the locomotives, all the uh, harbor installations, dragged them off to Germany, where they subsequently got uh, destroyed in, uh, in Allied bombing. Um, so the country was devastated. Um, there was a huge housing shortage. There was a huge shortage of work. Uh, there was obviously a lot of work that needed to be done, but they were counting in decades rather than in years before the country would be reconstructed. So the government, the Dutch government, decided we have too many people. Now, it's weird if you think about it, because there were 10 million people in the Netherlands at the time, and there's 17 and a half million now. But in 1950, five years after the war, Queen Juliana at the time, in her th speech from the throne, announcing government um, uh, policy, she actually read, uh, and, and I wrote it down, um, the significant increase in our population and the limitations of available land continue to demand a powerful encouragement of emigration. So basically, the Dutch government was telling their own citizens, we want Please you go. to leave. And, and this may sound um, uh, exaggerated, but it's not. I, I was in the Netherlands uh, a few years ago when a new exhibition opened in uh, the uh, famous Open Air Museum mm -hmm. in Arnhem. 
uh, and the exhibition was called We Are Going to Canada. Uh, and it focuses on that post-war immigration wave. Uh, and um, one person who was there to open the exhibition was Princess Marguerite. Uh, she is the um, sister of the former mm -hmm. Queen of the Netherlands. Um, and she was born in Canada. She oh. was born in Ottawa. It's a whole okay. separate story. I cover it in my book. Uh, just to drop that in there, um, she was born it, in uh, in the Ottawa City Hospital. in plain sight, now available at Mocum Publishing. Sorry, anyway. Uh, that's the one. And and I also write about the exhibition okay. uh, that I'm talking about right now. Anyway, I got the uh, opportunity to interview her briefly after the opening, and I asked her what stood out most from the exhibition uh, to her. And she said what stood out most to her was how intensely people were induced to leave Holland. Now... Serendipity, the Canadian government had another problem. They had a shortage of farm laborers. And uh, this was part, partially also a result of the war. As you know, lots of Canadian soldiers have been overseas, uh, took part in the liberation of the Netherlands and the rest of Europe. They're still celebrated in the Netherlands, and rightly so, for what they did. But when they came back, a lot of the farm hands did not return to the farms. They went to the cities where they could make better money uh, in factories, in uh, the car industry, in the steel industry, in places like Hamilton. Uh, so the Canadian government has a real problem. There's huge land and a, a shortage of farm labor. So the Dutch and Canadian government struck a deal. Uh, and um, they both subsidized, started to subsidize uh, the, um, the immigration of Dutch farm labor to, uh, to Canada. And in a period of less than 10 years, 200,000 Dutch people came to Canada. The highest number in... Yeah, it's, it's huge. And, and, and the Dutch at the time um, were uh, the second or third largest immigrant group. There were more Dutch coming than, say, mm -hmm. Italians, Portuguese. Um, and and uh, it's even said that, you know, downtown Grimsby, Ontario, for example, where a lot of the Dutch settled, you could hear more Dutch on a Saturday afternoon uh, downtown than, uh, than yeah, English. Even the, even the uh, style of homes in that this, area uh, and the style of farming they did, very Dutch-influenced. Well, drive around there and you'll see almost all, all of the horticultural businesses exactly. still have Dutch last names on them. Anyway, I'm, 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 you know, making a long story out of this, but this is just... In that wave of immigrants coming to Canada was the uh, Sloat family. Um, and now uh, immigrants were induced. A lot of people came, you know, for the adventure, for the opportunity. Uh, it's not like they were all forced, but there were a good number. I, I met this guy at a Dutch-Canadian Association uh, celebration in Toronto, and I was curious. Um, I asked him, so tell me a little bit about your immigration to Canada. He said, well, it's very simple. Uh, I was living with my in-laws in a one-bedroom apartment with my wife. We couldn't really have kids uh, even if we wanted to uh, because of the space. Uh, and uh, if you went to the authorities and say, well, you know what? Uh, there's a ship going to Canada in three weeks. And that's actually We're what happened to him. <laughs> three weeks. And he was on the boat. He didn't speak a word of English. Um, neither did his wife. They were in their very early 20s. They got here. He didn't have much of an education to speak of. Uh, but through a friend, he got a job. Turned out he wasn't skilled enough. He got fired. His wife got pregnant. They couldn't afford hospital. This was before universal health care. Um, and I said, well, why didn't you go back? He said, I would have crawled couldn't back. Afford back home, I couldn't yeah. afford it. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. afford to go back. Couldn't afford the passage. So, um, so th that those stories exist. But then you drive down the highway, you see this huge 
Fortman <laughs> cookies plant, you say, well, some, some of them Indeed. were very successful. Uh, Harry Vortman uh, and his brothers came from a relatively uh, not a great well-off family, but they built a whole huge business. You can buy mm. Vortman cookies in every store virtually in the United States and Canada. So, you know, there's, there's two sides of it. Anyway, uh, long no, story short, I suppose. It's a good context Rosemary, for this interview, for sure. You've done a great layup to this, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now, very briefly about Rosemary then. Um, I came across Rosemary's work um, when she had just finished an exhibition. And um, this came forth from a conversation she had had with her mother on her mother's deathbed, when her mother was on her deathbed. And I really think this is the time that uh, I let Rosemary talk about it. And we listened to the interview. And then maybe I'll have some more comments. All right. Uh, Here is that interview. Uh, live from a wonderful summer day in Burlington. So, so Rosemary, one of the uh, reasons you're out here is uh, we published a collection of your paintings. Uh, this is a very special collection, um, but maybe you could introduce yourself uh, first and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your career, your background in the uh, art world uh, before we talk specifically about the book. Okay, um, I'm a, an artist from London, Ontario. And uh, I've been painting and um, doing some teaching uh, for 40 years. And so I've been at it for quite a, quite a while. And um, um, teaching yeah, at, the, at various levels, elementary and high school and university. Um, and uh, I so, got to- So you've exhibited um, extensively uh, before you started this yeah, immigrant uh, always, collection? Yeah, always on a part-time. You know, I was always a part-time uh, painting instructor, but uh, certainly I taught at all levels. And um, so uh, I really uh, enjoyed uh, teaching at the university level. Um, okay. More than, uh, more than any of the other levels. Okay. So um, you have worked for um, a long time on a very special uh, exhibition that you put together that showed about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, it's called Immigrant. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, about what it is and, and what the inspiration for it was? Well, the inspiration for Immigrant was um, my mother's declaration when she passed away that she had only one regret in life, and that was immigrating to Canada. Wow. And I was born in Canada. I can't imagine not being Canadian. And she was always so um, so brave and, and hardworking, and she never complained. So this came as a complete shock to me, and it um, it really threw me for a loop. And it uh, I, I thought about it for some time, and then it changed the trajectory trajectory of my work, and uh, I started an exhibition that dealt with my family's immigration experience from the Netherlands to Canada after World War. Too. Wow! Yeah, that that's that must have been quite a, a blow, quite a quite a revelation, really, uh, mm -hmm. by your mother mm -hmm. uh, yeah. on her deathbed. Yeah. So, so how did you um, process that? How how did that inform your art, your your work? Well, um, I, I sort of changed what I was doing. I hadn't done anything 
like that before. Um, my my works had been, you know, quite different before, more landscape, more still life, and so this was really the first time I was doing um, an exhibition that you might consider political in some way, in that it dealt with a very specific, uh, you know, issue, and that was Canadian immigration and what happened uh, after World War II. And um, I thought that not enough had been said about that story, um, the, those, those immigration stories in Holland or in Canada. Yes, that's one of the things that I've noticed since I moved here. Uh, we're talking about a, a huge movement of people in the post-war years from Holland, mm -hmm. uh, from mm -hmm. the Netherlands to Canada. Uh, I believe 200,000 people came here. It's, it's yeah. not spoken about much, and there's a lot of... Um, uh, it's, it's always when when people do speak about it. It's always the success story. It's always mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. how great the Dutch did. But yeah. They forget that there was a lot of homesickness, a lot of uh, grief uh, that played part in that as well. Mm -hmm. And I think you capture that really, really uh, very uh, emotionally in your paintings. And, and when I, you know, I remember from when I first saw your work, mm -hmm. I. Uh, felt this is something that needed a wider audience um, mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the reasons I think we brought out the book. Um, now can you maybe walk us through the um, narrative flow of the exhibition a, a, a bit because it's it tells a story. Uh, the paintings tell together a tell yeah, a story. I, I put, put 21 paintings together and they start in the Netherlands with my my family still being in, in the Netherlands and enjoying happy times, pre-war times. And that's where the story starts. And then you get into the war, there's one very dark painting. My parents' wedding painting is, is a very dark painting because they got married during the war, only a few months after the war started in 1940. So that's the darkest piece in the show. And um, then I, and, and there's a couple of paintings of, that shows their actual departure from the Netherlands and saying goodbye to family. And I tried to capture that in a couple of paintings that are, you know, anyone who, who left uh, Europe after World War II would recognize these paintings. They would see themselves in these canvases. Yeah, and, I was going to say that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, the subject matter is Dutch, but it tells a universal story yeah. of uh, emigration, immigration, yeah. uh, adapting to a new homeland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, and then I, I get sorry. into, um, you know, what life was like in Canada, and perhaps the rest of the paintings deal with my family's mm, first five years in Canada, and uh, how difficult that was, and. Yeah, the struggles. And they capture you and your siblings um, yes. as well. But one of the things about the, the paintings is also they're very layered. So you have used a layering technique where you um, sort of bring the different parts of the story together, bring there and here, mm -hmm. then and now uh, yeah. together. Can, yeah. can you talk I a little a bit about that layering. technique? So I've got, I'm working from photographs that my parents uh, took, um, you know, in Holland and in Canada, and I'm um, using using those photographs, but I'm layering them with um, with text, um, little bits of letters from my grandparents, 
uh, in Holland, or um, the ship's passenger list, or other documentation that they had when they, um, you know, traveled across the ocean. So I've got these fragments of text, um, that, that kind of um, words that I'm layering over the images. And so I'm, I'm kind of playing back and forth with then and now, and visuals and text. And um, so they become very layered, and you can spend quite a bit of time with each painting to try and, and you know, figure out the whole story as you're looking at it. And I'm also playing with focus. Some of the areas of are, are in very sharp focus. Things that are, are still tangible, things that are, you can still be hand, held in the hands today are in sharp focus. But anything that is no longer in existence, anything from the past is out of focus. So sometimes when you walk into the gallery, you will see a painting and you will only see what's out of focus. You will only see what was in the past. And then when you get really close to that painting, the out of focus disappears and all you're confronted with is what's left now. Yeah, yeah, and, and, so and, and that's 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 very interesting. Now you yeah. you do uh, you you can discover that yourself in the paintings, but you do help us along in the book a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely, because in the book, um, with each painting, I have written an entire page of notes that that gives insight into the painting um, uh, from a technical and from a conceptual uh, perspective. So it sort of explains what we yes. see, but yes, even exactly. then there's more to yeah. see. Now, I, I have two more questions for you, Rosemary. The first one is, uh, what was the reaction uh, when you uh, showed the, uh, the exhibition in, in various uh, art galleries here in Ontario and in Alberta? Mm -hmm. Well, the exhibition actually opened, opened at the Burlington Art Centre right here 10 years ago. And there, as, as we know, there is a large, uh, large Dutch community in, in Burlington. And uh, their support of that show was phenomenal, absolutely fantastic. Uh, they came out for it in huge numbers and they were very, very moved by the work. Uh, some were brought to tears by the work and some of them um, liked the show so much that they followed it around and I found the same people showing up in Ancaster or in Simcoe or in Barrie as it traveled around Ontario and then it went out to, to Alberta as well. Yeah, there was. Uh, I, I was at uh, one of the showings, and there were some tears shed. I have to yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, I was wondering what you're working on now, because I believe that having started work on immigrants, also giving your the rest of your work a slightly different direction. Is that right? Uh, well, yes. I think I am still dealing um, with the past and um, things that um, that transpired um, in the very early years. Uh, in Canada, um, and and so yes, it's it's I'm still in that mindset where I am I'm uh, looking at uh, my parents' experience and my experience in our very early first years in Canada, 
Yeah, in your artist statement in the beginning of the book, and that also uh, went with the exhibition, you you pose a few questions uh, that you really hadn't thought about before. Why don't I have an extended family of cousins around me? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what, and what did this do to uh, all those other Dutch immigrants who, mm -hmm. who came mm -hmm. under the similar circumstances? Yeah. Well, I, I had quite a quite an unexpected reaction to my mother's death and her declaration because that ended the generation of uh, the Dutch immigrants that came over at that time. And uh, all our family is, was still in, in Holland. And, and I was overwhelmed by this unexpected feeling of abandonment in a foreign land. And I was born here. <laughs> you were born here, I right? was born yeah. here, and that, that's, and I thought, what are we doing here? The family is in Holland. You know, at that, that time when we were losing my mother and my uncle, they, that was the end of it. And what were we doing here when everybody else was still in Europe? And it was a very unexpected feeling of abandonment, but that's what you go through when you're an immigrant or yeah. the, the children of immigrants, uh, or now the grandchildren of immigrants. Um, my nieces and nephews are dealing with this now, where they're looking at this exhibition and finding out their family's history. You know, they're young now, they're in their, they're in their 30s and 40s, and uh, they're interested in finding out more about their parents and their grandparents' story. Yeah. So they're very interested in this exhibition. Well, that's great. It's great talking to you, Rosemary. Thank you very much for uh, talking to us. And uh, yeah, good luck with the, uh, with the project you're working on at the moment. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Okay, uh, yeah, thanks. I, I, I thought it was uh, fascinating when I first came across her. Um, so the exhibition, um, as you heard, uh, was started or was first shown uh, about a decade ago, about 10 years ago. Uh, the paintings still stand, but what of course happens over time is some of the paintings get sold. Um, I personally bought one myself. I've got it hanging in my, uh, my office. Uh, and, and maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll share that. Uh, but the other thing I felt is, the, uh, as you heard, the exhibition in its totality tells a story, but the individual pictures are now spread out, so I thought they should be brought back together again. And I talked to Rosemary and said, we should put a book out with this whole exhibition in it, and that's exactly what we did. In early 2022, we published Immigrant um, from the post-war Netherlands, uh, to Canada and 21 paintings by Rosemary Sloat. It's a beautifully um, um, produced book. It's got all the paintings from the exhibition, but it's also got the uh, notes that Rosemary uh, wrote and um, four independent essays that analyze the exhibition from different points of view, from the art point of view, from the immigrant point of view, um, from a, s a symbolic point of view. Uh, and then there's, um, you heard about the emotional um, openings uh, and the emotional showings. There's photographs wow. from a number Fantastic. of those showings in the book. The book we printed in a very limited edition, um, and it's not available uh, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's only available through DutchTheMedia.com, and it's, it's really a 
beautiful book. Uh, I, I, I think uh, it really represents Rosemary's um, uh, exhibition in, in, in a wonderful way. And I said I'd bought a painting. And, and if I can just talk Please. very briefly about the painting I bought. Um, it's called uh, Olistel, which is Dutch, Dutch for petroleum stove or paraffin stove. And um, it shows in its center, very detailed, very realistic, a 1950s, 1940s, 1950s um, petroleum cooking stove. It's like almost like a hot plate, but then that burns uh, petroleum. Uh, you could put one pot on it and they used it, uh, they brought it with them from Holland and uh, that's where part of the symbolism comes in as well. It says on the front, in very clear letters, made in Holland, which is a sort of uh, reference to, uh, to Rosemary herself, who Indeed. was also made in Holland. And so this was Holland. sort of an iconic um, uh, item that would be in the kitchen that seemed like an essential to take to Canada. We will use this. We will always use this item. And so, of course, it came here and became part of uh, home life. And, and, and it did, yeah. And it's the center of the picture. But in the background, you, what you see is a Canadian mailbox. Uh, and there's handwriting uh, also behind the picture, uh, which uh, has a quote from, um, from a letter that uh, Rosemary's mother had written home. And um, if I can just read from Rosemary's note with the, uh, with the painting. She says, uh, the backdrop for the stove was the view from our country home in Boston, Ontario, showing our mailbox along the road. The text was sourced from the back of a family photograph taken in the yard on a Sunday, um, and the uh, particular snapshot was sent to my grandparents and all the family would have seen it. It was written on June 20, 1955, my mother's 39th birthday, three years after our departure with the message, and this is where it gets important with the message, do you see our mailbox on the road? If it is at a right angle, there's mail in it. A very brief, this is Rosemary speaking yet, a very brief understated message that concealed a wall of homesickness and longing for mail that at the is very least. Um, and in the, in the picture, it's clear that the, the mailbox is empty. What you also see is a, pine, a dense pine forest behind it showing how isolated they felt. So the reason I brought, brought this painting up, and, and all the other paintings in the exhibition have the same symbolism, but there's just a layered symbolism in the paintings that if you look at them, you begin to understand how it felt to be that immigrant, how it felt to be that that era. Wow, that is fascinating. So I just wanted to share that. Um, also share that in Rosemary's book, of course, I mentioned. Uh, and in my own book, I also have uh, an analysis of the exhibition. And then, of course, the story of well, lots, 43 essays about immigration from the Netherlands to North America, essentially. Uh, so a lot of this in much, much more detail than we can. Oh, this was uh, a good start, Tom. Thank podcast. you so much. Uh, thanks to Rosemary. Uh, and thank you uh, for tuning in again this week. Don't forget, uh, I would encourage you to uh, take a look at the contact info that we'll put up here on the board right now. Uh, reach out to us with your stories, with your ideas, uh, and reactions to what you've heard today. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Tom, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you next time here on Dutch. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah. Bye.